Giddy up. Oh, I like man. that these have been in your pocket because like if there's any like pelvic sweat that's penetrated your pockets, it's now all in my beard. <laughs> yes. Way to go. That oh. was incredible. Shotgunning beers and talking about Welcome back to Ready, Set, Review, everybody. It is our favorite time of the year. It is. Because we are here with Commissioner of the Rotten Tomatoes Fantasy League. My name is Parker. <laughs> <laughs> you were yeah, that was name. like the worst introduction. Like I th- Just two hands. <laughs> Just, uh, hey, that guy. Yeah. Uh, just keep everybody on their toes. <laughs> that's my name, Commissioner. <laughs> Commissioner, that's Commissioner right. Commissioner Smith. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, uh, here at a shared universe like we always are, it is uh, January, and we are here to go over... It is a cold January. Yeah. We are here to go over the uh, 2022 draft, as we normally do. Uh, but I think we want to do a quick little recap of last year, find out where people people ended up in the year after our mid-year uh, yeah. review, if you will. Yeah, so... Uh, you know that like honestly we can kind of keep it short because i think that we all know uh from the start of the year we all joked about it It, you know the joke became reality andrea once again kicked everybody's ass it was closer this year malazzo and i actually kept it going all the way for the last few weeks um but it ultimately finished andrea first me second malazzo third malazzo coming out of nowhere halfway through the year to like literally make a giant run at the championship and uh, unfortunately, the King's Man is what became his Achilles heel and yep. took him yeah. down. That was a shame. Yeah, it really was. But you know what? I actually wanted to ask both of you. Okay. The year 2021, yes. what was your favorite movie overall? Just best movie of 2021 that Spider-Man. you saw? Yeah, Spider-Man. No Spider-Man. Way, no. Easily. Yeah. Without, okay. without question. question. Yeah. It's the best movie of all time. Yeah. So now you say without question. Let mm-hmm. me just tell you something that I said the other day. No Way Home, I originally said, yes, this was my favorite movie of the year. No question. Yeah. Okay. But then I thought about it and I go, what movie will I watch the most from 2021 over time? And honestly, Suicide Squad might be the movie that I end up watching more frequently. Yeah, interesting. That movie was, if, if it were, and I, I hate to think about it from the term of like recency bias, but if that movie came out after No Way Home, I don't know if I would say that No Way Home was like hands down my best movie. Of the year. Yeah, I mean, ah. Suicide Squad was definitely fantastic, and I and I can definitely see the argument that it's got better replayability because definitely. it's just it's a little bit more straightforward. The jokes are just awesome, yeah, Amazing. you know, and very funny. Whereas you know, No Way Home, you've you've got those jokes, but you also have literally every other emotion on the emotional spectrum in a human existence, and it's like also like an almost three hour long movie, right. you know, yeah. right? So I can and totally see that argument. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, it's a three hour, almost a three hour movie, and it feels like it's maybe an hour. Like yeah. it, it, it just kind of flies yeah. by. I mean, honestly, let's let's be real. It's a three hour erection. Let's, yeah, you know, that's that's. You're, you're, you got one hour before you got to call the doctor, according to the pharmaceutical. Did you see in yeah. Slack what I put? Nicknamed what I put Viagra. For like me in the movie theater, and it's like some guy sitting behind a telephone pole. Yes. So you just see like his arms, and there's like a telephone pole blocking his face. And I'm like me trying to watch No Way Home <laughs> behind my giant boner in the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now here's the next question. Non 
superhero comic book movie, what was the best of 2021? Oh, great question. Don't don't look up for me. What? Yeah, I uh, I I like, man. and it's all whoa, and it's all it's all honestly like the going. Throughout the entire movie, I mean, it's an Adam McKay movie, and I'm, I'm a total mark for for Adam McKay. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy pretty much everything that he does, and I enjoyed like, I will say, going through this movie, there are definitely times when it drags. Um, there's sometimes I get a little annoyed <laughs> with like how they did Jennifer Lawrence's character, and just you know, but the ending because the entire movie, I'm like. If this is the way I want this movie to end, then spoiler alert, we've yeah. all seen it here, right? Yep. So the world fucking ends. The meteor yeah. comes and destroys the world. Like, And then even that after credit scene ending where they come back to it. Like, so if it didn't end that way, not my favorite movie, but the ending for me just completely made the movie because you don't see movies like that that just – and like that normal that take that leap you know yeah i i would have just to i would have to agree with you um no, don't look up was just it was awesome it was hilarious it was unexpected i i didn't even i knew very very little about the movie and then i saw someone like mention it and uh and i i watched it and yeah yeah a close second though just like in contention ghostbusters afterlife probably. wow yeah. okay it just hit I liked it. Okay. it. I liked it. Just, it. it yeah, I liked it. I didn't think. Yeah, yeah, it just hit all the right spots. Yeah. Again, both of these movies, I guess objectively speaking, probably there are certainly better movies that were in 2021. Yeah, and I'm trying <laughs> to think of like other movies that came out last so, year. So like, like my my hands down was Coda. Um, okay. I didn't actually see that. That's yeah. the uh, the deaf or the girl who can hear, who has a beautiful singing voice, who has a mother, father, and brother who are all deaf. They were all born deaf. They've never been able to hear. Um. Okay. And she wants to pursue this career in music, but her family wants her to stay and continue working for the family business, which is a fishing boat in Boston. And it's hard for them to support her chasing her dreams of music when they can't hear her sing. Yeah. It is a movie that will make you cry. Yeah. You will cry. (laughs) But it's a really, really good movie. Um, But that aside, I would say that an interesting movie that finished in my top, I'll put it at top 10, maybe top 15, the new Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, Bro, that's right. I forgot that came out, dude. If 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 not just for the fact that you went in with such low expectations, yeah, really and you're like, up. oh wow, really this cool. is actually like. But it's like what I was saying to somebody the other day was like, you know what works is the stuff that doesn't work, yeah. And then the yeah. stuff that that actually does work, it works. So it's like there are story elements. That you're kind of like, this is so bad, but I'm like, I, I'm, I I like it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. no, dude, totally. I like that they invented the vampire woman with wings, and then yep. just so that Kung Lao can cut her in half. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was great. I loved. I loved it. It was a fun popcorn movie, but obviously Godzilla versus King Kong. Of course, I watched oh, it probably yeah, ten times. That now. was already <laughs> already. Yeah. It's it was it was such a good movie, and all the way up until No Way Home, it was like I had uh, No Way Home and Shang Chi in my top ten, and then I had Godzilla versus King Kong in my top ten. Those were like the three yeah. locks. Yeah, and then Coda's the actual movie, like yeah. actual like I think this could win Oscars. <laughs> all right, cool. So now that we've recapped a little bit of twenty twenty one. What I want to do is I want to dive into 2022. First thing we want to do is we want to recap the rules of our Fantasy Rotten Tomatoes League so that all of the fans of Ready, Set, Review out there who are looking to launch their own league, here are the rules. Before the year starts, ideally, but as early into the calendar year as possible, everybody in the league drafts 10 movies, and it's Mm -hmm. a standard snake draft like you would see in fantasy football. Yep. So it goes 1 through 10, then the next round, 10 through 1. Um you are drafting movies based off of what you believe their fantasy, what you believe their Rotten Tomatoes score will be 
the Monday after its opening weekend. Right. So for example, No Way Home was at a 96% the Monday after its weekend opening. So it was good for 96 points. Right. Whoever has the highest point total at the end of the season wins. Now but- we... It's oh, also it's also only the top five, right? So we do the top six in the our league, six, and that was like right. a rule that we ended up doing just to make it a little bit more competitive because movies do get canceled. They get bumped. We didn't want it to be that, like, if you had a movie canceled, your season was over. So we do an average of the top six performing right. movies, and it also makes it a little bit more fun on draft day because you will risk a lot going after movies that are like a high-risk, high-reward type scenario, especially at the end of the draft. So that's how we've set up the league. We have 12 people in the league. We draft 120 movies. You will hear all 120 movies' names during this podcast. We won't go into detail on all of them because some of it is really, really uh, niche, to put it lightly. Uh, Most of it is like, you know, movies as we get later on in the draft that nobody really gives a shit about. So just like we have in years past, we're going to read off the movies from each round. Then each one of us will talk about the movie that we think is most interesting in that draft round. It can be interesting bad, can be interesting good. Yep. That will be up to each and every one of us. So, are we ready to dive in? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's do it. So, let's start off with, before we go round by round, gut instinct. Who do you think is going to win this year? I am. (laughs) (laughs) Me. Yeah, that's that's right. It's definitely going to be me going from 10th place to 1st place. I am a fantasy football champion from this year. I will be a Rotten Tomatoes. He had to drop champion. that in. Of That's course. the only reason he brought it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so I can never. Uh, so I'm going to answer the question, uh, discounting Andrea, because at this point okay. I feel yeah. like I just it's going to be her regardless because of the shit that she just pulls out. Um, so minus that, even though you know, looking at your your sheet here and her draft grade, but I'm going to presume Andrea, but. I can't believe I'm actually going to say this. Dunn. Dunn had a really really good draft. So this is where where (laughs) I get pissed off, all right? So with my draft strategy, we've talked about everybody's draft strategy on this podcast in the past. We've never talked about mine. Right. And that's because I keep mine very guarded normally. It got completely fucked this year. My draft got completely <laughs> fucked, as did everybody else's, because the one thing that we usually can count on yep. is that Dunn is going to be super drunk. He's not going to remember any part of the draft. Which right. which happened. Yeah, we, we got 50% of that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that happened. And then he, he drafts nothing but crap. This year, his wife was in the room with him, so he wasn't as drunk. And he found a website that had good indie films to look forward to yeah. in the following year. And he just selected them all. And there were so many movies that everybody was going, wait, that's coming out? And then you're Googling this yeah. director? Oh, my God. So my draft strategy has always been, I know that the only three people traditionally that do research ahead of the draft are me, Dan, and Andrea. Right. So my strategy has always been react to what Dan and Andrea are picking. If right. they start going towards horror movies and I have a horror movie that's ranked high – grab it. If they start going towards indie directors, grab it, right? So react to what the two of them are doing, and that's how I would respond normally. That's always been my draft strategy. If you look at it, if you were to go back over the years, you would see, okay, this is what Parker's doing. This year, Dunn 
I think he completely fucked with Dan and Andrea because he took like three or four movies that they had ranked high and they're going, shit, yeah. shit. Yeah. So they start panicking and now they're competing with each other for the remaining crap, which then <laughs> left me really out on a, on a limb because I couldn't react to what they were doing because they didn't even know what they were doing with Dunn picking good movies. So Dunn ends up getting a roster full of A-plus movies. Dan, Andrea, and I, our drafts look like a complete shit show in my mind. Then you look at like who's actually still up there, and it's like John, Detective Rob, and Dunn in my mind. Yeah. Those three yeah. clean the fuck up because they actually had draft strategies they could stick to. Whereas Dan, Andrea, and I, we are all over the map. Exactly. All over them. And I'm excited to go into this because I think that Dunn completely fucked everybody with their draft <laughs> strategies this year by by the simple fact that he tried. And so we we passed a rule this year that's going to handicap Andrea. Because we didn't want her to win anymore. So we basically all cheated together by passing a vote to make it so that Andrea can't win. <laughs> then next, like literally next year, I'm going to make it so that Dunn cannot draft sober. Period. End of story. <laughs> he was by far not sober, though, when he yeah, was but, drafting. Like, but for like, but for Dunn, though, I yeah. feel like he, every time it was like his turn to draft, he was like, it was like he, right before it would be his turn, he'd get up and like leave. And then we'd be like, well, wait. Where are you going? Like, yeah, but no, if you go back and look at 2021's draft, he was the only one that applauded you for picking minions yes. with the first overall pick. Exactly. He goes, I think he's got a good pick. Like, I, remember, remember where this, do you see it? It's going to be the best beer, pick ever. Remember that scene in Beer Fest when they're like, you know, huh, we're not that drunk. Like, yeah. that's done. Like, yeah. that's done. <laughs> Correct. Correct. All right. So the f- movie selected in round one. Okay. First overall pick was Where the Crawdads Sing by Caroline. Okay. Phil picked Thor, Love and Thunder, Magnifico, Lightyear, Anthony, The Batman, Parker, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse 2, Rob K., Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Dunn, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Tucker, Knives Out 2, Andrea, Women Talking, Malazio, Doctor Strange, and the Multiverse of Madness, John, The Northman, Detective Rob, Turning Red. Yeah. Does anybody have where they want to jump off? What movie jumps off the page at you? Um, for the where the crawdads sing, sure, yeah. because it's it's not a bad pick. I think it's certainly not a top overall one, but knowing knowing Caroline's past yes. drafts and past strategies, this seems like this this like just struck me as like a regular done pick where it's like oh this sounds like a highbrow indie <laughs> flick yeah. it's probably gonna do great I'm gonna pick it with the first pick <laughs> yeah it was it's a it's a very popular book I think a lot of people read it I read it years ago at this point um, it, there is anticipation behind this film to say that it was not a reach would be lying I agree this was a second or third round pick Caroline went for a movie that she recognized she actually started off the draft by picking a movie. That didn't qualify. <laughs> so I forgot about that. Yeah. So we were right. like, with the first overall pick, we said her name, and she was like, sent a movie. I forget what it was. But I we're like, yeah. okay, we're going to do this again. With the first overall pick? <laughs> so I would I would agree. Where the Crawdads Sing, um, in the in the tradition of our league, the first overall pick is, is always going to be crap or an extreme reach, <laughs> like Phil picking Ready Player One or Anthony picking yeah. Minions, Minions Rise of Rise Group. Of group. Oh, Ready Player One, that was so brutal. Yes. Yeah. What we have determined is the first round should be filled with as many family-friendly Pixar picks as humanly possible. Where the Crawdads Sing is a huge, enormous risk. I gave it a B. Yeah. Um, what I will say, my standout movie from the first round... Look, smug ass Tucker, knives out too. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. All right. Knives Out, here is my concern with the movie. I wrote here, it was a huge reach. It's hard to imagine that a murder mystery sequel and the subsequent series of movies to follow, this is not just one. They didn't just write one. They signed this thing up before there was a script. So all of that will recapture the popularity of the original film. It's got Batista in a leading role who... Great he guy. Can't act. I'm sorry. Yeah, but he cannot act. You're crazy. Have you ever seen? Did you see him in uh, in Blade Runner? He's amazing in Blade Runner. Even though he has a very small part in in when when his who was he in Blade Runner? He, uh, he it, was. Oh my god! Please, I can't. So he is the. You, so you know in Blade, Blade Runner, Runner 2049. 2049. Yeah. 2049 the whole Obviously. point of Blade Runner 2049 is that two of the. Um, Whatever androids, they actually <laughs> yeah the replicants have a child yes. right. He's the male, and his oh. wife has the child. Oh, that's right. And he buries his wife, and he gets killed God. in the beginning of the movie. I buried that movie so deep into the back of my head. You're that crazy. That movie's awesome. Anthony, it's awesome if you need to go to sleep. <laughs> Anthony Anthony is basing an entire person's acting ability off of a three minute scene, which he he's says, amazing. Two words. He's arguably not even amazing in that. He's at also all. amazing as Drax. Like he is incredible. Okay, can we move on, please? <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. But I, I think that this is such what I called Tucker out for was I said that Tucker usually drafts early on in the draft just the movies that he wants to see. He doesn't care if they're actually going to be good or not. Yeah. This is one that he started sniffing the farts of like like literally as soon as they made the announcement that they're making more knives out. Yeah. Well the first one was still in theaters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like I thought the first one it was only okay. All right. Yeah. I liked it. I didn't love it. Yeah. It was it was definitely good. I mean for murder mystery movies like it was it was a unique kind of concept and it was interesting well, what was and it so was so unique hard. about it. Like that's what I don't understand is everybody's like, "Oh, it's so unique." And I go, "It really isn't though." No, it's It was uh, so it's standard more of like fare. the uh, ensemble cast and yeah. I mean, I I enjoyed it. I you I I agree with you though. I didn't think it was spectacular. I, I thought, thought it, was it was just good. Yeah, it was I thought ju- it was in the very same good, way but... I thought uh not strangers on a train. What's the What's the the train one? The Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, Murder yes. on the Orient Express. I was going to yeah. say Death on the Nile. That's the next, <laughs> yeah. that's yes, the next, the next one. one. <laughs> but it's like, I thought it was the just okay. So to say to yourself that first round value from a movie that was just okay, yeah. you're going to pick up the sequel? I'm sorry, Tucker. That's a smug-ass pick, and you're a smug-ass doof for picking it. <laughs> and yeah. I think a, I think a lot of the, the fanfare for that movie came, at least from my perspective, came from the fact that it was kind of a surprise hit. Like I yeah, don't think people yeah. expected it to be as good as it was. I yeah. think they were expecting a pretty average movie. And yeah, it's a good movie, but I think the expectations versus the reality is what helped propel it into that. Like you know, right. oh my god, because it, you know, yeah. So right. I, I agree. Yeah. That was a, a risky pick at best for yeah. for that one, especially like you said, sequels to a murder. Like how many? Yeah, how murders? can you do like, a yeah, sequel to a murder mystery movie? That's like very weird. I think it's I just because Daniel same... Craig is going to be the same detective, right? Maybe? Yeah, yeah. Th- th- that's all it is, right? It's like, right. It's like girls, girl with a dragon tattoo kind of stuff, right? Uh, the same okay. character we we woven throughout yeah. different storylines, but like girl with the dragon tattoo, amazing. Everything else, garbage. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. like right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, Anthony. Okay, so. There's uh, you know some some definitely notable movies. I, I obviously all of the big comic book movies that are are set to be like the best ones were chosen in the beginning. Now I'm not going to talk about those because they speak for themselves. Obviously they have like lineage and everything like that. Uh, the one movie that I really I actually wanted um, to draft that I was going to draft in my second round, but it got chosen. Um, 
again, it, it's a Pixar or not a Pixar movie, but it's it's it, you know kind of a kids movie. Turning Red, I think Turning Red was is that a, Disney animation or is that Disney Pixar? I don't even know. I do not believe it's Pixar. Yeah, I just don't, Disney animation. Yeah, just Disney this is shocking me. I was so ready for you to say the Batman. No, like make your own pick. <laughs> wow, no way, man. A Turning Red, I think is is it's a, a very interesting kind of unique idea for a movie. Um, it's all about this. Um, I believe it's like a, a little girl who gets turned into a red panda and a giant red panda and it, it looks really really cute it looks like a very heartwarming story um it is it is very much based around minorities which is always a, a big thing for a high um uh, uh rotten tomatoes score but more than that it, it looks like a fun Heart, like it looks like a good movie. Like it looks really touching, and I was really surprised that somebody else took it because, like, I thought that was going to be like something I was going to sneak below the radar. And I, I really think it's going to do very well. I could very easily see it getting either either mid to high eighties or or low nineties. So I actually put this as the 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 greatest steal of the first round. Yeah. Um, the yeah, fact really that this good. fell all the way down to pick number 12 shocked the hell out of me. This, I thought, was a top five pick. All right. Now, what in my pre draft rankings, I had this, I had Spider Man Into the Spider Verse 2, or what are they calling it? It's part, I think it's Into the Spider Verse Part 2, Part 1, or something like yeah, that. It's got like a convoluted like that, name. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so it's like uh, I had that as uh, the first overall pick in the draft. Then I had uh, the other Pixar movie, uh, Strange World, as number two. I did have this, I believe, number five. Across uh, the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse, right. Um, but I didn't have any of the, the superhero movies. I had Lightyear as, uh, up there as well. So, honestly, the reason why I gave this an A, it was the second best pick in the draft, behind mine, which, in, and that sounds like I'm tooting my own horn, it's not. It is actually what I would declare a failure of Caroline Phil, Magnifico, and Anthony, that what I believe to be the biggest lock in this entire calendar year is that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was the highest rated Spider-Man movie on Rotten Tomatoes ever. Yes, but the sequel I don't think is going to do as well. I think I think it was a very original basis? because it was an original concept when it first came out. Now we have already seen a live action Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, right? I don't think it's going to do as well. Tell me nowhere See, I, home no, tell me no way home did it better than Spider-Verse and I'll laugh in your face. No, they did do it better. <laughs> I absolutely, think, I absolutely <laughs> I think, to. I absolutely yeah. think they did it better. Well, no, see, I mean, I I think it's an argument that you can't even make because it's completely different. Yeah, it's, a, it's no way. Very home different. was all centered on different versions of Peter Parker Spider Man. What made Spider Verse unique was it right. different Spider Men people in general. Pigs. And I think right, exactly. Yeah, and I think and, I think into the Spider Man Noir. I, I think across the Spider Verse, keeping with that same motif, definitely does have the potential to be um, a hugely successful Rotten Tomatoes movie i had it high on my draft board too but i just my you know my rule is if a pixar movie is on the board in the first round still i'm gonna yeah. take it but spider-man was like for my second round <laughs> but i had it as like when i looked at my draft board and i said to myself like like the original spider-man into the spider-verse was dunn's pick we let it fall all the way to yeah. the end of the draft so well yeah he picked it up and it killed it beat every single pixar yeah, movie that we wild. drafted that year wild yeah. and so but it was a very good movie you with know, a unique animation style, yeah, with which a very unique, be with a with a unique animation style, they're bringing back the un the animation style. But now you don't have 
the unique concept behind it. So the the good thing was is that it, you know you have the introduction. Now you're continuing the story, but you would need to make a story that is as compelling, which I just don't think that they can do. I think you're absolutely insane. You're, there's there's there are literally seventy plus years of Spider-Man stories to pull from to dump into this movie. That because because if you look at into the Spider Verse, the the first one, it had absolutely there's a lot of garbage it had, in that seventy years, <laughs> dude. But, it, but there's a lot of gold though. Spider-Man's the most popular comic book character of all time. With Ultimate Comics, possibly Superman. Ultimate Comic Spider-Man. We haven't even scratched the surface of Miles' mom dying yet. Yeah. yeah. But the other thing to consider too is that anything that happened in Into the Spider Verse Part One was barely, barely based in anything from the comic book. Exactly. It was right. an entirely original story. So I believe they're going to continue that if they I agree. and pull stuff from the comic. I think books. we're going to see. Yeah. I think we're going to see Venom, and I think we're yeah. going to see Miles's mom die. This this movie I think you has have the to potential. Yeah. I think you have this to. movie has the potential to be another nineties. 90 movie, like 90 Love plus it. score movie easily. But going back to what you said, Anthony, so with uh, Turning Red, I said it was, you know, ar- arguably the greatest steal of the draft. Obviously a no-brainer for Detective yeah. Rob. The fact that it fell that far, yeah. go ahead and take it. Yeah. I would have said that this or a Strange World, if you wanted to take either one of those, I would say it's a 50-50 pick. It, we go back and you look at some of the picks that came before it. I'll just go down my grades real fast. Where the Crawdads sing, I gave it a B. Thor, Love and Thunder, B+. Plus. Lightyear, yours Magnifico, I gave it a B plus. Batman, I gave it an A minus. I'm yeah. so mad this went in the first round. <laughs> Spider-Batman? Yes, I wanted it so bad. I couldn't believe that it, it even lasted to get to I think I was the fourth, uh, like the fourth pick. Right. Yeah, and I couldn't even believe that it got I to be- me. Like, I, I think it's going to be an absolutely phenomenal movie. It doesn't shock me that it made it to you. I, yeah, nor I totally does it shock. It, yeah. Nor yeah. does it shock me that you took it. I actually put that as a possibility that you would take it in the first yeah. round. Yeah, you either one of you. Yeah. yeah. Um, then Spider Man into the Spider Verse two, A plus. Everything everywhere all at once, A minus. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, A. Knives Out two, a B minus. I think that was the lowest grade in the first round. Women Talking was an A. That's Andrea's. Malazzo gave it him a B for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. John the Northman, a B plus, and then Detective Rob turning red in A. Yep. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the second round. So this is a snake order. So it starts with Detective Rob with the outfit, then John with John Wick Chapter Four, Malazzo with Strange World, Andrea with Nope, Tucker with Disappointment Boulevard, Dunn with Bardo, Rob K with Jackass Forever, Parker with Bullet Train. Anthony with The Unbreakable Boy, Magnifico with The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, Phil with White Bird, A Wonder Story, (laughs) Caroline with Fantastic Beasts, and The Secrets of Dumbledore. All right. (laughs) I want to start off this round. I could dump on a ton in this round, but obviously I'm going to call out the one that I graded in F. I have very few Fs on my grade board here. The last pick in the second round, Fast, Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore. I wrote, yikes, this movie has been, a produ- has been a production shit show and is following up a widely panned sequel. This is a disaster pick in the second round. There is yeah. no way this gets above 50%. No, because the second movie was garbage. And, and the whole Johnny Depp thing and yeah. whatever. I mean, th- this has been a nightmare. Yeah. This was not even on my draft board prior to the draft. No. Yeah, I didn't no even way. bother researching it. This thing I didn't even know it was being made. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, thought they like, gave up. <laughs> honestly, I thought they were going to walk away from this thing after the first movie when it didn't do all that well. Right. Yeah. This is a nightmare for Caroline in the second round. And uh, spoiler alert, the third round gets even worse for her. But 
leaving this year in the second round, I would just say that like we've seen some epically bad picks in the first and second round. This is now right up there with Doolittle, with Minions, Rise of Gru. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, oh, those yeah. are first round picks. I would say, though, however, for second round, a legendary failure would be selecting Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore. So, Caroline, congratulations on yep. completely screwing yourself over by the second round draft pick. Yeah, that's that's it, it, definitely a tough one. I mean, I can understand how a studio would want to make the movie because it's got an established audience and a huge, like, diehard, rabid fan base, but I just don't think it's going to be any good. So I, I I just I have to I have to I'm quickly toot my own horn just because I, I sure. took it you know prob- probably higher than it should have gone but I swore that this would be my movie regardless of when it got released so I had to take it the unbearable weight of massive talent so we'll see yeah. how that pans out yeah. probably on, probably honestly at the at the end of the day not a true second rounder but I want to talk about uh, Jackass Forever <laughs> <laughs> all right because I, dude, I think this is gonna be is great. It's going to be fucking fantastic. It's yeah. going to be incredibly hysterical in every in every sense of the word. But I had this on my draft board. Like you look at it and you think it's the fourth Jackass movie. They haven't made one in at least a decade, right? Like you know. And from a Rotten Tomatoes perspective, kind of higher than you would think they would be, generally right. speaking. So I had this like fifth round, maybe as a possibility, because this is one. This is this is where I get into my draft strategy. High risk, high reward. Right. Because I think this is the kind of movie that once you peel back all the layers of, you know, dick and fart jokes and people getting kicked <laughs> in the balls and shitting on each other and all the... Wait, like, you're, you're <laughs> suggesting there are layers yeah. to the Jackass movie? Oh, yes. Like, everybody, oh, yeah. if you look behind the shots to the nuts, you know what's really there? It's a yeah. heartwarming story about yeah. friends. Yeah. That, but see, that's exactly it's what I'm you. fish out of water story. This is going to you know. be... They're, they're going to put some... Like, they're not going to show it in the trailer. They're going to put some shit in this movie... Like, you know, a trip down memory lane, make you, like, get all teary-eyed. They're going to have a tribute to Ryan Dunn. They definitely you know, will like, have a tribute to Ryan Dunn. There's going to be, like, I some... don't know if I'd like the movie if that's the route they go. The, but, well, but I think it'll be, be, like, at the end or yeah, something. Yeah, it's not going to be yeah. a lot. There's just going to yeah. be a little bit of maybe, like, a five-minute thing or whatever. It's going to be just enough for critics to, like, wank a little bit to it yeah. and put it in, like, the 70s, 80s for, like, a Whoa. Like, like, high, yeah. like, high 70s, possibly low 80s for, like, all a right. solid fifth round pick. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, look. I think the audience score is going to be gigantic. I well, think the audience oh, score yeah. will be they in all the are. 90s. Yeah. Yeah. They all are. Yeah. Um, and we've said this before, but they're, they improve over time. They right? do. Their yeah. scores have gone up yeah. with each Jackass movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, know what's, you know what's interesting about this is, is that like I will be curious to see what impact this whole Bam Margera drama stuff has on the movie itself. Yes. Yeah. Because he was famously booted from the production Due to his substance abuse issues, the guy went on an epic rant on his Instagram account one night yeah. about Johnny Knoxville not being his friend anymore. So it, it to ignore that entirely is turning a blind eye to what really is like sort of the sad truth, which is that that dude's life is completely fucked up and Ryan Dunn died. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. because these guys have been kind of jackasses their whole lives and shit kind of hit the fan for them. But that being said, I'm hoping that it's good. The Commercial made me die laughing. The softball pitch Man, to the nut cup is still <laughs> just goes, beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, but my grade on this one is a second round pick. 
is a D. Of course. Yeah. I yep. mean, yeah. it's a brute. Uh, As a second rounder, completely yeah, agree. My, my, what I wrote here was I said, welcome to the league, newbie. Because <laughs> this is uh, Rob K, who's new to the league. And I said, this was no different than Anthony's Call of the Wild pick and Janine's Barbie pick in their oh, first man, years. Oh, man, Call of the Wild. That, and was, I said, that was a bad one. I had this as an eighth round gamble, a tenth round lock. All right? Yeah. And he takes it in the second round. I was like, I'm, when he picked it, everybody kind of went, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Rob K didn't do his research. Yeah, because he came out swinging with everything everywhere all at once. I was yeah. like, I was like, what yeah. the fuck is this Andrea pick? Like, yeah, come really. On yeah, now, right. And run. then he comes in second round with Jackass forever. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's great out of the tee box, yeah. but then his short game it really has much to improve. All right, Anthony, is there a movie that stands out in the second round for you? Absolutely. Um, I had it on my list. Um, in that that vein of high risk, high reward, uh, nope. I think you know Jordan Peele horror movie. I think I think it's very it's very risky. Um, I I didn't enjoy Us. Um, I I I thought it was yeah because it sucked. Yeah, it was very overdone. Um, I think that he has learned from that mistake, and I think that he is going to be able to rein it in. Um, there's not really a whole <laughs> lot that is known about like what the plot is going to be. Um, however, I think that again, high concept horror is still a very, very. I, I think it's something that gets good reviews. I think it's something that people like, and I think it's it, it stands out for that high risk, high reward. I, I think it's a bold strategy to take it. Um, I definitely wanted it. I wouldn't have taken it in the second round, but I, I think it it was a a decent pick, and I think that it has the potential to do incredibly well. My favorite thing is when Anthony makes comments like, I think he learned his lesson from the first one. As if he's like, as if yeah. he's like, talk to like... Yeah. yeah, yeah. me and Jordan Peele are like this, man. Yeah. Me and Jordan, like, we go way back. Uh, <laughs> I, I have Nope as a B- minus as a draft pick. This is among Andrea's yeah. worst picks on the year. Um, I think that what I wrote was, yikes. Said I know Jordan Peele. A B minus is the worst pick on the year. That's it's among high her, praise. It's among her <laughs> worst picks. So I have this as a huge reach. I had this as a fifth round pick locked in. I said that no matter what, somebody's going to take it by the fifth round. This is where I think Dunn fucking with everybody started to really rear his ugly head mm-hmm. because with Dunn taking in the first round, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. This is where normally Dan and Andrea feel a little comfortable. They can go after movies that are notable directors, whatever else. So Andrea decides to go after Nope because she knows Jordan Peele. She knows Tucker wants that movie. This is where the two of them compete with each other. This isn't about actually going after the movies that they think are going to be top tier. And everybody picked something predictable in the first round, so they weren't they weren't concerned about losing their actual gold medals yep. down the draft board. So then Andrea comfortably takes Nope, which is a definitively a fifth-round pick. And I said that even though Jordan Peele is the new hotness, I know that his movies score well historically. He's cooled off. All right. That Twilight Zone thing was awful. I don't know if it's still on the air. I think it got canceled. It did, yeah. And not only not only not only did I think do I think that Jordan Peele cooled off. If you like you cannot convince me that his Rotten Tomatoes score for us, which was actually 93. Right. You cannot convince me that that is just solely based on critical cocksucking from his yes. first movie because there is a noticeable drop-off. Like like you said, there's a noticeable drop-off in quality and story and everything from Get Out to Us. Us is a shitty fucking movie. Yes. And I think that if this drop-off continues with Nope, which I expect it to, 
the critics will finally catch up and be like, okay, we gave you the last one as a freebie, you know, but now we're now we're really going to tell you how it is, you know. And, and he could turn it around, but... And Candyman didn't get a pass. I know he didn't direct it, but yeah. he produced that movie. He was heavily involved in the writing of that movie, and Candyman did not score as well as people wanted it to. In fact, the early buzz on that movie was brutal. Yeah. Was yeah. And did you yeah. see it? No. No, no, I did. But not, I, had no I knew, it, I knew good. that it wasn't going like the original Candyman was a good movie, and like I knew that a remake of it was not going to do. I never anything. liked the first Candyman. No, they suck. Oh, I did. I, I thought See, it was cool. Eh. See here, uh, uh, Get Out, Get Out, eighty eighty nine percent audience score, us fifty nine percent. So it's yeah. like yep. total freebie from the critics. Yeah, it, but the critics, I mean, the critics love it. So like that's that's what it's all about. It's all about like are the critics going to love it? And I think that high risk, no, think, high re- high nope. risk, high reward. I think the the, the, cri- the critics gave him a free pass on us. They're not going to give him a free pass on Nope. Ooh, ooh, what'd you get? What is this? A broken heels, hazy ooh, broken, IPA. Broken nice. heels. Ooh. Broken heels. Nineteen ounces. That is. Oh my god! I thought you were going to say lot. alcohol by yeah, volume. I was going to say like, Jesus. Yeah, you're not going to be able strong. to finish the show. <laughs> this, is a real, this is a real tall boy. Yeah. Shunk. Slide, slide nice in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 right in that koozie, baby. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, does it have the potential to do really badly? Yes. Does it have the potential to do really well? Yes. It's I, a notable I, pick. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't think it's great you. for the second round, but it, it is notable. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think again, this is where Dan and Andrea play games with each other. <laughs> they know that both of them want that movie. They both love Jordan Peele. They both loved us. They're the only two people I think in America, right? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we we had Tucker and I had some very long slack arguments about us yeah but what i wrote here was um you know aside from just that the twilight zone didn't work fifth round pick i knew it was going to get pushed up but this ended up becoming the impetus for why i think that andrea dan's and my drafts all fell apart yeah um so i'll go through and get my grades real quick fantastic beast secret of dumbledore and f yeah white bird oh no i should be doing this in the opposite order sorry the outfit so that's detective robs i gave it a solid b John Wick Chapter okay. Four. Now I graded this before we knew that that was got that got bumped. Yeah. So that's obviously a zero already. Yeah. But John Wick Chapter Four as a draft pick, I gave it a solid B. Oh wait, Wick got bumped. I didn't realize. Yeah, that. yeah, twenty twenty three. Yeah. Strange World Malazzo's A plus. It is worth calling this one out. I said it's the steal of the entire draft. Yep. I had this as a top three pick overall. What should have been a top three pick fell all the way to number 15, and Malazzo was smart enough to grab it up. I actually said that if you had flipped his first and second round picks, he picked Doctor Strange in the first round, then he picked Strange World in the second round. If you had flipped them, he'd have an A-plus for both of them. Yep. But instead, he I gave him a B for Doctor Strange. But anyway, uh, Nope was a B-minus. Disappointment Boulevard, A-minus. Then I had Bardo as an A-plus. That's Dunn's. Another A-plus. It's worth calling it out. The sneak attack pick of the draft. I had no idea that this was even a thing. It could be argued that it would have sat on the board until the 10th round, so that might actually be to Dunn's detriment. But I won't say that it was anything but an absolutely incredible draft pick. Bardo was a sneak attack. It was so awesome that he picked in an A+. Jackass Forever, I gave it a D. Bullet Train, a C+. That's my own pick. I was really hard on myself with that one. It was a super reach. (laughs) <laughs> Unbreakable Boy, uh, that was Anthony's. I gave it a B plus. Thank you. The trailer made my wife cry. Yeah, it looks. It, he it, said, it's, thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's 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 very much it's it's Oscar bait. Like I think did you see the little trailer with yeah. the kid running? Through oh the, yeah, the hallway? yeah. And and what's his name? It's it's got fucking Shazam in it as well. Yeah, you know, Zach, Zach, Zach Levy. Yeah, Zach Levy. Like he's and it looks like a very heartwarming, touching story with a very topical sort of like 
special needs child that's there and he's got you know multiple things that are wrong with him and it just it looks like a very heartwarming story yeah yeah um unbearable weight of massive talent i gave it a b plus uh white bird a wonder story i gave it a c plus that was phil's caroline fantastic piece secrets of dumbledore i gave it an f all right if the kid dies in the end forget it it's definitely winning an oscar if the kid dies in the end. I'm not going to watch it. The Unbreakable Boy? That No, that's horrible. Don't yeah. say that. He's definitely going to die. He's unbreakable. No, Why? he's Why definitely going to die. If, if he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> if he dies, we riot. No way. <laughs> no way, man. It's That's, you know. All right, round three. Here we go. This is where it starts to get really interesting. Caroline let it off with Black Adam. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> just just a straight Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> she was like that's she a had huge back- Johnson pick. That's like so she has back to back picks. And it was hilarious because she goes, All right, uh second round, uh Fantastic Beasts, Secrets of Dumbledore. And everybody started laughing. Yeah. Before we stopped laughing, she goes, All right, my next pick is Black Adam. And everybody <laughs> went, Are you kidding me? Yeah. Then you're out of breath because you're laughing so yep. hard. Yep. Uh Phil with Deep Water, Magnifico with Don't Worry Don't Worry Darling, Anthony with the Woman King, Parker with the Whale, then Rob K with the Way of the Wind, Dunn with Tar, Tucker, the Fablemans, Andrea called Jane, Malazzo showing up, John decision to leave, Detective Rob with Till. All right, I'm going to lead off again because I had, where is it? I have to find it on here. It's it's Rob K's pick. There it is. The Way of the Wind. I said, great pick if it comes out this year. This is where we started to learn about what Rob K's draft strategy really was going to be on the year, which is that at some point he came across an article that said, these are the movies that are going to be most noteworthy of the year. I gave it a B minus. The Way of the Wind is one of those movies that uh, it's been talked about in indie circuits for a long, long time. It has a no-name director, a no-name cast. It will be a great pick, though, based off of its story, the writing. It will be a great pick if it comes out this year. This is one that has not begun production, and production is not slated to begin until August. So, okay, I gave it a B- because I'm going to give the new guy a little bit of a a a hand up. But (laughs) if you were to go ahead and look at the future picks that Rob K is going to be making in the draft, this is one of the ones that I think really sets the table for what ends up happening to his draft down the line. As this was the first one that I I think everybody kind of scratched their head going like, Maybe this was a tenth round pick, right? And yeah. you jumped it all the way up to the third round. Yep. So it's a, it's it's a B minus because the movie itself will most likely be good, but it's most likely not coming out this year. Mine is the whale, okay. and just yeah, simply because I'm I'm I did not even know this movie was. A, I'm so mad at myself for not knowing this was a thing. Darren I would have scooped yeah. this up probably as a first or yeah. second rounder, even yeah. like because yeah. Darren Aronofsky, and listen, I don't care what anybody says. For a very long time, Brendan Fraser was, for one reason or another, sort of blacklisted yep. from Hollywood, right? Um, but y- listen, fat Brendan Fraser is making yeah, a comeback. I don't care big, what anybody says. Yep. And he's got the potential to do whatever the hell it is Darren Aronofsky wants to do with his dark, twisted, crazy fucking movies. Yep. So this, I'm just, so I think it's a a fantastic pick and I'm so mad that I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's one where, um, you know, what I wrote in my board here, I gave myself an A minus for it. 
Uh, again, lucky that it fell as far as it did. Brendan Fraser is on a career trajectory that was very similar to Mickey Rourke's when Mickey Rourke did The Wrestler, yep. and that got him a Correct. statue. Yep. Correct. So if we're talking about what Aronofsky can do for your career, it's massive. The guy doesn't make duds. He just flat out doesn't. So I felt pretty comfortable with this in the third round, and uh, thank you for yeah, calling no, this me This is out. a solid pick. Yeah, yeah very, very solid. Um, I am going to – This will. I, I don't know if this is going to be the only time, but uh, I am going to toot my own horn uh, with this one. Definitely woman not king. the only time. Because the woman king. Um, I, think, I think it's got Oscar bait written all over but it. What's the cast on that again? Um, so Let's it's a lot out. of lesser known. No, um, see, I had it as – I wrote it down as great cast. So uh, I got it coming up. The Woman King. So Viola Davis, oh, yeah, uh, Viola is, Davis. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, in yeah. it. Um, John Boyega yeah. is in it, who's amazing. Um, uh, there's, I mean, it's it's got a, a really talented, talented class, uh, cast. Um, a, a lot of people that I'm, you know, I haven't seen in a lot of things myself. Um, however, the the concept, the fact that it's based on a true story. Um, I mean, not only is it Oscar bait, I would say that it is it is master Oscar bait. It is a master bait of Oscars, if you will. <laughs> it's master bait um, for for the Oscars. No, I I I just I think it's going to do very very well um, if it comes out this year. Um, I know that I the product. I think it's coming out. I, I think it's definitely going to come out. It's slated for September. Um, the production I don't think has finished. I don't think it's wrapped yet. I know that there's certainly not a trailer or anything out for right. it yet. Um, but they're not officially in post production yet, which yeah. always makes it a little nerve wracking. Yeah. But they, I, I guess it's the last I read, at least it's moving along. It should be a holiday pick. But. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like if it comes out around sort of because it's slated for September, if it gets pushed to Thanksgiving or even Christmas, I I, I mean, it's just going to be a home run. I think. I oh, think, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think people and are look, it's lose a their minds over it. It's a timely pick. I don't personally know the story behind this. I know it is based yeah. on a true story. Um, I also don't know the director at all. So I don't know what to expect. Uh, she from directed um, a lot of things that haven't done as well. She directed Cloak and Dagger. She directed Gina the, uh, Prince. Yeah. She's, Blythe, Blythe she, she directed she her her biggest credit is probably love and basketball yeah correct which oh, like that got did that get an oscar i no. don't believe no. so no it didn't um i don't think oh it did. she did the secret life of bees oh no she wrote the secret yeah life she of bees. wrote it right right yeah. yeah i don't think uh yeah as a director i i don't have a lot of faith i i think this this movie to me is is, is high risk high reward i think that on paper it seems very good yeah but then when you actually sort of start to peel back a little bit and look at, you know, some of the things, because she also directed The Old Guard on Netflix, and you're Oof. like, yeah. you know, I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. And I have to I have to wholeheartedly disagree with your comment about John Boyega being a great actor. I really? Think, I like John Boyega. I, I, think I, I don't, I don't dislike him. I don't, I wouldn't Yo, know how I would. Attack the Block is Yeah, Attack the Block amazing. is an awesome I mean, movie. You're, you're correct. I don't know if I put him in great actor territory, but... I could also just be have be very skewed. From yeah, you can't look at his work. Yeah, you can't look at his work in Star Wars because that's that right. was more about the directing or than Pacific it was. Rim Part Two. No, nobody. You know. I actually hey, liked hey, him. Hey. Yeah, you watch your mouth. He was you great get in Pacific, Pacific Rim, Rim out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That movie Pacific is great. Rim, Pacific Rim Part Two is a fucking Pacific Rim Two. Literally <laughs> doubles down on the number of kaiju's and on the number of robots. <laughs> and they have a robot kaiju. 
the Pacific Rim job. And like, they have robots with with not just like guns and swords, but they have like like chainmail. The or what do they call that? A, a, a mace. Yeah. Right. Like the I, ball at the yeah. end. I'm, of the I'm not Your saying flail. I'm not Your saying flail. the movie is bad. I'm saying John Boyega okay. is not. Okay. Well, good tell me. In did it. they did they have a a a thirty foot mace? In love and basketball? <laughs> no. No, nor do I think that they're going to have it in The Woman King. But You don't uh, know that. We, have you seen a trailer? You don't know that. That's true. That's true. Let's I do keep not expectations know that. high. <laughs> if right. it has mech warriors in any yes. way, shape, or form, yes. based on a true story, guaranteed to have mech Boom. warriors. All the statues. 95 or above on, <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. I, if The Woman King ends up being a kaiju movie... I will be like... Based on a true story. Yes, yeah. based on a true story. <laughs> They'd be like, it's from the Dark best. Ages. You don't yeah. know. Don't really you don't have know. it. Trust me. <laughs> All right, Magnif. Did yeah. you already pick one? Oh, yeah, you picked yeah, yeah. the whale. Yeah, yeah the, the whale. whale. All right, so let me get my yeah. grades. Black Adam, a D minus. Yeah, that's a bad Deep one. Water, a C minus. Don't Worry, Darling, a B minus. The Woman King, a B. The Whale, A minus. The Way of the Wind, B minus. Tar, B plus. The Fableman's an A. I said this. I got to give Tucker yeah, yeah. credit yep. where credit's due. Yep. It's a very solid pick for the second round. Uh, Andrea with Call Jane is a B minus. Showing Up was Malazzo's. I gave it an A. I said it was an amazing a pick. A director that flat out does not miss. And a story yep. that feels interesting on the surface. Uh, then uh, Decision to Leave was a C plus. That's John's. I said unknown director, unknown cast, generic sounding plot. This is a big Will C movie. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then Till for Detective Rob, I gave it an A. Powerful story, great task. I love, S- I love, oh, how, right. I love how he gave the a D minus. Like once you get into D category, oh, like yeah. do you even need to add the minus is just insult to injury. Oh, I like it. <laughs> so I don't want to spoil anything just yet, but we have something that is worse than an F. Oh man. Okay. Wait, I haven't read that far in advance yet. Is uh-huh. it in round four? We will have an F minus. Oh, that's so good. Coming. That's so I can't good. wait. All right. Uh, so let's move on to round four. And so this time we start at the bottom again. Detective Rob, Downton Abbey, A New Era. Then John with 892. Then, sorry, I skipped ahead. Malazzo, right? Malazzo mm-hmm. is showing. No, that's the third round. Here we go. I can read. Yeah. 13 <laughs> Lives. And then Andrea with She Said. Tucker with Poor Things. Done with the Killers of the Flower Moon. Rob K with Bob's Burgers, the movie. Parker with Babylon. Anthony with Lego Batman 2. Magnifico with The Sky is Everywhere. Phil with The Black Hand. Caroline with Top Gun Maverick. All right. I, I let off the last two rounds, so I don't want to hog the mic here. Okay, so obviously I have just something to say real quick about this because obviously Lego Batman 2, uh, now I guess I didn't do enough research on it. Neither did I. Every single person knew that this movie was not coming out. And the fact that... Like, I did not. Like the fact that it was on the list or that I was allowed to choose it. Like, oh, here hurtful. we go. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, what I wrote here was I said... There's no way this comes out in 2022. I'm glad Anthony took this one because I definitely <laughs> had it on my draft board and it wouldn't have gone past the seventh round yeah. for me. So it's like, you took the bullet for me. And frankly, this isn't the first time that you took a bullet for me because you took Beatles Get Back last year. And that was another one that I yeah. had really, I had it as yeah. a first round yeah. pick. And you took it literally right before I was going to take it. So Lego Batman 2, I had no idea. Yeah. 
Magnifico and Malazzo and Tucker all were all over that. Saying, yeah, There's no I, way this goes I, forward. Yeah, yeah, I I think that if it was to come out, I mean, the first Lego Batman was phenomenal. Yeah, I think if it did come out, it would also be phenomenal. But it's obviously not going to come. As out. As a after. fourth round pick, if you got Lego Batman, yeah. I would have been like, that's a yeah, that's, that's a great pick. great yeah, pick. Yeah, great but pick. I made a similar mistake later on in the draft. Yeah. Um. So. The- Oh, wait, we already started, so go, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, the one that sticks out for me is one of the ones that I had on my list, and I, there's really not a plot that's out yet for the movie, um, but that's Babylon. And Babylon is, I mean, it is a period Hollywood piece, which is just, I mean, right up my alley. Um, It stars Tobey Maguire, Olivia Wilde, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, um, and it's Damien Chazelle directing. Yeah, and is... Damien Chazelle d- directing, right? I mean, Eric Roberts is in it. Gene Smart is in it. I mean, just the amount of of just talent that's in this is is mind boggling, right? And so, I think that it it is going to be really good if it comes out this year. Yeah, that's what I put. Is that it could get postponed? Yeah, it also. I, I don't look, think it's going to. Chazelle's not immune to duds no, out there, yeah. so we we've got a lot of potential. I put it as a B plus pick. Um, I being totally fair, I had this as a fourth rounder, and I picked it in the fourth round. That's why I'm giving myself credit for a B plus on the pick. It's not to say that there weren't better picks that were still on the board, which I you know I I think I appropriately graded that, but. As far as like you have a notable director with notable cast and a story that seems compelling, great. Yeah, it's yeah. it's got fourth round written all over it. Yeah, so. yeah, I, I I think it was a, a really great pick. Um, I don't think it's going to come out this year. Um, mine. Do it third year in a row. Bring it. <laughs> oh, I know no, what you're going for. No, I'm not actually. Um, I, I I I thought about it, but I, I more because he he took. We're talking it. about Bob's Burgers, obviously. But. Right. Well, yeah, but obviously, but he he took it from me. So fuck you, Kevin Malazzo, because Thirteen Lives was Ooh. like I had yeah, that on my draft board for Ron Howard, more or less in the fourth round, fourth maybe fifth round. Um, I was kind of assuming that most people were going to they they were going to look at Ron Howard and just kind of dismiss it. Um, Not me. Yeah, I, I knew you you wouldn't, but other people in the league probably would. Um, but, yeah, I mean, long story short, I had it on my board. I was very excited to draft it, and that cocksucker Malazzo stole it from me. So Apollo 13. <laughs> so if you were to look at Apollo 13, as because uh, that was Ron Howard, too, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ron Howard does Apollo 13, kills it, yeah. because he takes a true story, and he turns it into a very compelling movie narrative. Yep. 13 Lives is obviously a story that gripped the entire world. That's exactly where my head was at. And it was the people trapped in that, the the Mm -hmm. soccer team trapped in that, or no, not not soccer team, the the, um, the miners. The miners. miners. Trapped in the mine for however long that was. I don't even remember how many, it was days. It was 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 several days, yeah. It might have even been weeks. And it was like they were, that was literally the scariest thing. Right. And then the thought that that's going to be turned into a movie, I am so excited for this. Because yeah, it reminded me so much of Apollo 13, too, when you think about, like, you know, of the, the three astronauts on the tiny little ship. And, yeah. You know, like, yeah. here we are in the tiny little mine. And yep. it's the same kind yeah. of things. And it's like he does a very good job with those, you know. Claustrophobic. Right. And it's yeah. like if you're, you're one set, the, the, the set is essentially the same for the entire movie, right? Like all the compelling parts. And how do you like the the psychological shit that people go through in those situations? Like anyway, I had it on my draft board. Malazzo, I hate you for taking that movie from me. Yeah, and <laughs> especially coming coming out of you know 
the pandemic and lockdown, I think a lot of people will relate with that feeling of th- that claustrophobic feeling of yep. being held inside of a small space, what it can do to your psyche. I, I, th- I, I think it's a brilliant pick. Well, th- so to be fair, the miners stuck down there probably did not have boatloads of marijuana during that time so. <laughs> or, or Netflix. I was just fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, my, my pick for this round is Andrea's which was she said. So now here's yeah, here's why it is notable one. to me, okay? So the story behind this is the Me Too movement, right? Yep. They're going to tell the story of Harvey Weinstein presumably. Um if not specifically about him then he is definitively a character in the movie. They're being very cagey about what the actual plot details are with this. And I think it's because they're trying to make it broad spectrum, right? They don't want to just gloss over the entire Me Too movement as one guy. They want to make sure that this is somehow focused on the larger movement at hand. However, we saw that this was attempted in the movie Bombshell. Yep. It had an A-plus cast, A-plus director, a story that was hyper-relevant, yep. and it fell flat on its freaking face. Even though it got Academy Award nominations, even though it got a lot of praise, it didn't do well at the box office, and a lot of critics thought it was pandering, mm-hmm. right? This, as a, as a movie, the Me Too movement, what I am afraid of is that this is coming three years too late. All right? Exactly what I think. And it is, it is a movie that... Since the time that the Me Too movement broke, a lot of shit has come out about the organizers of the Me Too movement, about the leaders of the Me Too movement, about women who were who were heavily involved in that pro- in that progressive movement, and then they themselves were caught guilty of of covering shit up yeah. for men. And it's like all this stuff comes out, and so now you have to say to yourself, Are you really going to go that deep? Where you're actually going to show us, sort of like pull back the curtain, show us the right. ugly side here, or are we just going to say, well, Harvey Weinstein was a bad guy? Yeah. At which and point, the, what what do you what do you tell us? And we the accusations yeah, and the accusations have yeah. gone, and the accusations, especially in the last year, have gone so far beyond what the Me Too movement really started with mm-hmm. in terms of like you know celebrities, right? And you think about guys like Andrew Cuomo, right? Yep. Like the the words Me Too and Times Up were not mentioned at all in right. that whole thing because yeah. he's a politician, he's a different. Kind of figure, so yeah. I totally agree. If this movie was made in 2018, guaranteed absolutely pick Oscars out the asshole, everything in 2021, yeah. and it would have been a lot more courageous to make it right off the bat because there were still defenders exactly, of Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. Exactly, he still had clout in that right. town, and people were scared to death of that guy. Yeah, and it's like if you made it then, then you're really yeah. saying something. Yeah. Saying it now, it's like kicking a dude who's like an old, frail man who's about be, to die anyway. Can you imagine the movie? Yeah. She said, is it, the, it, the opening credits, Miramax. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. That From the studio that awesome. brought you Dogma. Yeah. That would and be still awesome. won't release it to streaming. <laughs> right. So I gave this a C-minus pick, but not because... I, so I think that the subject matter is still relevant today. I think that the movement itself has has been a little bit tarnished over the years, and whether that's just media narrative or if it's actual like problems within the organization, yep. I think that there's going to be a similar reaction that Bombshell received, which is just sort of that mixed sort of pandering yep, feedback. Yep, I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right, so quick scores from the uh, fourth round. Top Gun Maverick. Oh, no, I'm going the wrong way again. <laughs> uh, Downton Abbey with Detective Rob, a B. 892B 13 lives A she said C minus poor things A that's Tucker I'll give him credit real quick it's director of super weird and he ma- it's a, it's a super weird director who makes super weird movies this movie seems super weird his movies generally perform well with critics so this is probably yep. a good pick yeah. for Tucker there you go uh, the killers of the flower moon I gave it an A that's a done pick yep. uh, to real quick recap through the fourth round 
Dunn's picks. Black Panther Forever, A. Bardo, A+. Tar, B+. The Killers of the Flower Moon, A. I don't want to talk yeah. about that. I can't talk yeah. about this. It's, it's <laughs> making my head hurt. Yeah, right. Bob's Burgers, D+. <laughs> Definitely I love D+. your comments. Here we are again. <laughs> Bob's Burgers was 10th. When, when, if that gets higher time? than a 65, I'll be incredibly impressed. When was the first time Bob's Burgers was drafted? 20, 2018 or 2019? 20. No, it was 2020. It was oh, John's it was 2020? First year. I thought it's been around for a while. Yeah. Is the show Not still John's on? First year, but yeah, the show's still on, yeah. I don't know. I don't know yeah. either. Who knows? Okay. Anyway, don't even get me started. Terrible, Bob, terrible show. Babylon was a B plus. Lego Batman 2. I had to give you an F. Yeah. I had to. Yeah. Even yeah. though I would have given myself an F. Yeah. But yeah. it's just, I got, you yeah. got to call it the way you, you see it. You, you know what you got? F plus. F plus. <laughs> That's right. So I, oh, are there more scores? Yep. The Sky is Everywhere, B plus. The Black Hand, a D. Top Gun Maverick, a B. So I just need to toot my own horn for a second I, here. I and can't give, believe and you give... would give Top Gun Maverick a B. Oh, I don't, shut the... I don't think it's going to do well with critics. As a fourth-round pick, you don't think that that's got fourth-round value? You picked it last year. Yeah. No, Verdi picked it last no, year. No, oh, you picked it, picked it the first year. I picked, yeah. it, I picked it the year before. Yeah, no, I just, I, I just don't think... Anyway, I'm going to toot my own horn for a second here. Yeah. Just with so the sky I would have is everywhere. No, with Downtown Downtown Abbey, a oh. new era. So I would have never picked this movie in a million years. I would never pick any movie that has a subtext called a new era because it just screams direct to DVD bullshit sequel. Sure, but I just want to take everybody a short uh, trip through time when I picked the first Downtown Abbey movie in like the fifth round, and I was utterly shit on by everybody in the league right picking so. that movie mm-hmm. and it got, like so. an, it got like an 88 like, so right. just, just want to remind yeah. everybody about that <laughs> yeah. everybody back in the year 2018 I was kind of good at this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matt just Magnifico never just misses an opportunity you. to pat himself on which, the back which by the right. way I got it I got to type it now just to, so I could read it out to uh, the podcasters here so we have a bunch of slack bots uh, in our group slack channel oh that w- depending on what you type it will automatically reply with something oh. and so Magnifico, uh, we had to make one for Eternals. Oh, Eternals was. And so, if you type in the word Eternals, it says nobody accused Matt of being wrong about Eternals. He was right. Henceforth, he will no longer be associated with any wrong predictions he has ever made previously. Forget about breaking news in Yuba County, Doolittle, Serenity, Beach Bum, Ocean's Eight, Underwater, Captive State, Nine Days. Are you afraid of the dark? Cherry, Downhill, or Fantastic Beasts, and where to find them, the crimes of Grindelwald. Forget about all of those. He was right about Eternals. <laughs> I called it from the moment the movie was announced uh, that I had concerns I'm going to add, and Downton Abbey. Yeah. Yeah. Downton Eternals Abbey. and Downton Abbey. <laughs> yeah. Eternals and Downton Abbey. My favorite was like at the draft when Rob took it, and somebody says, it, it, I forget who said it, but it was like Downtown Abbey, and I go, no, that's the porn version. <laughs> Downtown Abbey. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, All right. So are we ready for the fifth round? Oh, yeah, baby. All right. So starting things off in the fifth round was Caroline with the Eternal Daughter, then Phil with Mission Impossible 7, Magnifico Creed 3, Anthony the Man from Toronto, Parker the Killer, Rob K. La Camira, Dunn Blonde, Tucker, Peter Pan and Wendy, Andrea, Untitled David O. Russell movie. Then Malazzo was Samaritan. John, the bad guys. Detective Rob was 65. All right. There's a lot to talk about in this round. Um, I'm going to pick Anthony's movie, The Man from Toronto. I wanted this one so bad. Yeah. I drafted it last year. Looks, it, I, I just watched the trailer again <sighs> before coming on the podcast. and yeah, it, Action it, comedies are making yeah. a huge comeback right now. Oh, yeah. And yeah. like, I'm sorry, did you see Free Guy yet? 
No, I have not. Okay, no. I own it. It is okay. that funny. I saw it in okay. theaters. It there is the entire final battle sequence of Free Guy will make you laugh till you cry. Yeah. Like literally tears coming out of your eyes. It is so freaking funny. That genre is coming back. I love where you drafted this movie in the fifth round because if it were higher, I would have been critical of it. If you got it in the sixth round, it's an A+. I gave you an A- minus for it because maybe it's a tiny bit of a reach. But even then, I don't think it gets past this round. I don't know if I would have taken it with my next pick, to be honest with you. Yeah. I had it, 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 I had it on my board. It I looks had very it on my board. Boring. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll, I had this on my board for, for uh, one simple reason. Like you said, action comedy. But action comedy... With Woody Harrelson. And right. I, I just get all oh, of yeah. the zombie land feels, you yep. know, like yeah. if there's one person with the exception of maybe Ryan Reynolds that just perfectly embodies action comedy for me in, in like the, at least the last decade, it's Woody Harrelson. Right. And Kaylee Cuoco is pretty hot right now from her, uh, the, um, the, what was it called? The flight attendant? Is that what it was called? The She can't act. I'm sorry. She can't act. Well, okay. Okay. So here's what well, I, she, she can't act in like, like she's not going to be winning any awards at like Cannes anytime soon. But did you watch the flight attendant? No, but it's because her role on Big Bang Theory was so annoying. Well, yeah, no, 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 no. Her Big Bang Theory. But is this is a one comedy. of the worst shows ever made. But not the worst show ever made. The There's, friend, okay, they're Friends funny episode. Friends is the worst show ever made. What? Um, but <laughs> the Beatles are the worst band. <laughs> and their fans are the Confederacy. So, so Kaylee, Kaylee, is it Cuoco? Is that how you say her last name? Right. Yep. She, she's the kind of actress that she can play specific parts really, really well. And I thoroughly enjoyed her in The Flight Attendant because she played this kind of like flighty, ditzy, um, you know, like hard drinking, hard partying, like whatever. And again, I know we know nothing about this movie. Right. But so I'm totally making a reach here. But if she's cast in a role even remotely similar to that one, this movie is going to be a fucking banger. Well, and like in the fourth round, what you hope for is something in the 80s, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's we, what you hope for in the, the fourth fifth round. round? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are sorry in the fifth, in the fifth round. round. What you yeah. hope for is something that's in the eighties, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, and I think Man from Toronto definitely seventy-five to eighty-five. So I when I did my pre-draft, I, I put it at an eighty-two. Yeah, and I said I really think that this is going to be one that people are going to go out and see. Yeah, absolutely. So, yep. all right, I, I like Man from Toronto. I gave you an A minus on that one. That was one of the higher scored movies of the round for me. Yeah, nice. And here we go. Yeah. Um, so the. Uh, wait. Go through the go through the movies again because I just I totally got thrown off there. Yep. Um, so we'll do the Eternal Daughter, Mission Impossible Seven, Creed Three, Man from Toronto, The Killer, La Camera. So that's that's the one I want to talk about is Creed Three. Um. So Woo! yeah. So Creed Three. Magnif. So Creed Three. I actually think that this is a, it, it's a really good fifth round choice. I I, I have a, a huge fear that it has incredible low side. Um, I don't. I think that without it being a rocky story, um, like you know, I it's, think you're it's crazy. I think I think it's good that that they are moving away and taking it to be its own thing. Um, I don't think it's going to do as well. Uh, I don't think it's going to do as well. I don't. I don't know how they can create a compelling story out of Creed Three. Um, I think Creed One was so much better 
than Creed 2. Like, it was light years. Like, Creed 2 was And let's just, be honest, Creed had no business being as good as it was. Creed Creed 1 was phenomenal. It, it was, was supposed to be stupid because that's yeah. what everybody was saying. And yeah. then that first trailer came out and everybody went, wait a minute. And it was just an incredible movie. Like, What's it the was name so of the director? Well the guy from um, Black Ryan Coogler. Yes, yeah, Ryan Coogler. Yeah. So, this man... I'm pointing at Anthony for people that aren't watching on video. That's me. Is going to sit here and say that he doesn't know where the story can go, despite the fact that Cannon Fodder did an entire podcast. Oh, I just listened on to it. The Rocky yeah. series. I just listened to it. There, there's a very obvious way in where this story will go, and I'm defending my pick here. Okay. And I don't know if it's going to go this way, but I think the most obvious way is when I mentioned this on the podcast. You have they they played up the Ivan Drago. Um, Rocky right. relationship, like you know, the 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 trainees, yeah. you know, right? Creed yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I forget what Ivan Drago's son's name even was. Victor, uh, Victor, thank Victor you, Victor Drago, right? But Drago. unlike unlike Rocky Four, when it's a very clear cut good guy bad guy situation, right? You know, because the Cold War. Yeah. Creed Two, the genius of Creed Two is that it's a it's an implied good guy bad guy scenario ending with two fierce competitors having a mutual respect for one another and that final scene where you still see like at the end of Creed 4 you assume that 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 Ivan Drago is being strung up by his toes by the KGB for losing that fight the end of Creed 2 you see Ivan Drago supporting his son running on the streets of Ukraine wherever the fuck they are it's all grayed out or everything like i yeah. said it on the podcast Creed 3 is going to be, you're going to have, Victor Drago is going to be back. It's going to be uh, Adonis Creed again. Rocky is gone, and that's why this movie is going to be good. They're going to Is come that together. official that he is going to be He's back. not going to be in this movie. And at, at least, no, no, at no. Least, I know that Rocky's not going to, but yeah. that Victor Drago is going to no, be No, no, I'm just saying my prediction. Like, I'm uh. saying, like, the end, the end of Creed 2, to me, leads directly into Creed 3. They're going to come together, kind of like what they're doing at Cobra Kai right now, right? With Johnny and LaRusso coming together, it's going to be rivals uniting. That's going to be the storyline of Creed 3. Okay, so what you just described is the least compelling of all the stories that we would hear about Adonis. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, no. Is it going to be a 90s? No. Is it going to be like a okay. high 70s, low 80s well, what, for a fifth what are you, round? What are you yeah. glossing over in all of this? What are you glossing over? Oh, the fact that, that Michael B. Jordan is going to be directing Is directing it. it. Yeah. No, that's a huge risk. I totally agree with that. I think the dude is massively talented. Oh, yeah. yeah. Massively talented, and it would not shock me at all if he's massively talented as a director because of the actors in Hollywood right now, he is easily a top five for me. Oh, uh, yeah. When we talk Very about building so. a, an entourage, yeah. right? So if it's yeah. like, who, who's your entourage? Michael B. Jordan might might be in my entourage if oh, I were yeah. a famous person yeah. worthy of an entourage. Yeah. I think that the biggest gamble here is that you're talking about a story that is the least compelling and you're giving it to a rookie director, framing it up against two movies that were directed very, very well. The reason that Creed and Creed Two were praised as much as they were totally is for the direction. Totally agree. Yeah, boxing, any sports movie relies entirely on its director. This is a mountain to climb. Now, a lot of people are saying out there already, Sylvester Stallone did it. His it, first directing movie was yeah, was Rocky gonna, One. All yeah. I'm gonna say and, and is he won that, an Oscar for it. All I'm gonna say is that the first, well, first of all, high risk, high reward. That's my strategy. Yeah. All I'm gonna say is that Creed One still scored a, a what a ninety four, ninety five on Rotten Tomatoes, right? Yeah. Like ninety four. So the first Creed movie still scored a ninety four on Rotten Tomatoes, despite the fact that there is a scene imitating the Rocky running scene from the first Rocky movie. No, that was with, a good part of the with, movie. I don't know what you're talking the about. With the dirt bikes yeah, and the. Know, that was the 
dumbest fucking. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't enjoy that scene either. I thought it was really ridiculous. Did you see that movie in theaters? Yes. Okay, so did I. I saw it with a packed movie theater, and I saw it in South Philadelphia. That's different, though. That's people went. Nuts. Yeah, that's yeah. different. People went nuts <laughs> yeah. when that when sure. he's running through Philly and people are going, Woo! People were jumping out of their seats. <laughs> oh, get out of here. So that was awesome. It, I think it's gonna be interesting. Do they kill do they kill Rocky Balboa off screen? Hold on, here's my lottery pick. And I've already finished one tall boy and one bush light. Oh boy, a two hearted ale. Yeah. And the answer to your question is obviously Woo! they don't they don't kill Rocky Balboa off screen. They don't kill him, period. Because he's not supposed to be a major part of this movie. If they kill you him, know. he has to be a major part of this movie. Right. They're not gonna kill Rocky off screen. Never, ever, ever. You can't kill Rocky off screen. So what happen. he's just gonna be in Vancouver with his son? Like that's just Yeah, he, dude, his no longer... Rocky's story ended very definitively at the end of Creed two. Knocking on his son's door. Yeah. And like that was the end of his story. You don't need to know what else happens to him. It's not like Rambo where he had the, the fucking dog daughter and the mexican cartel took them and all this other bullshit like no rocky story is done like yeah. <laughs> it is over yeah wait did all you right. pick it right here i picked so it's me anthony picked it's on you yeah okay um so i have a couple here I, i'm just gonna i'm gonna i'm just gonna make my my mine easy here um <laughs> la camera yeah like, what the yeah. fuck? What the, yeah, what the what, fuck? What is that? An Italian language film? <laughs> like, I, I mean, come I on. I like it. <laughs> no. But I mean, it's not. no, but no, okay, okay. See, I it's a bold I, strategy, Cotton. No, but, but see, all you need to, uh, but in Parker's comments <laughs> on the sheet say it all because yes, foreign language films. Okay, usually a safe bet. A foreign language film from an unknown director with no cast yet? Yeah. Does the movie even have a script? Like, I, why would you pick this movie? It was, such a, it was so <laughs> funny when he, when he said it out loud and he goes, La Camera. And everybody, what? He almost said it with a question mark. Like, yeah. the inflection was like, La Camera? So we all started Googling it. We're like, all right, I guess... <laughs> I guess we'll put this one on there. Mark it down, I guess. But, like, the reason I gave it an F... Like, look, even if this movie... Gets a hundred percent. This is a tenth rounder because nobody even knew that it existed. It doesn't have a cast. It nobody would have, have ever have taken cast. this. No. But it's like, wait, I better grab this in the fifth round before somebody else takes. <laughs> somebody else is gonna get it. Yeah. <laughs> this was. It's so. I feel badly because like we're dumping on a new guy and like in in our past we've said like let's not pick on new people in their first year because it's whatever I got no. picked on incessantly. Not in your first year. We let Call of the Wild slide. <laughs> we did. Your second I year. I still am hearing about it. How can you even now, say that you let it slide? No, we didn't. We don't let it slide anymore. But in your first year <laughs> in the first podcast, we let it slide. But what I look at here is I'm just like uh, it is. It's so completely mind-blowing that this thing got drafted at all and then to be drafted in the fifth round it's just such a befuddling thing and all i can think to myself is like rob k probably was like all right first round black <laughs> panther second round doctor strange third round spider-man in the spider-verse i got my draft locked up and those movies are gone in the first round this is the hardest part about this league and like anybody who who's doing this outside of us that's what I would – the one piece of advice if you were to ever try to launch something like this is prepare people mentally for how few movies are left after the second round that you need to really dig deep. And the research that we put into this stuff is no joke, or at least what I put into this stuff. I yep. can't speak for these two yokels. But <laughs> what I'll say is, is that – I actually like, did some research. Yeah, you got a notebook in front of you and everything. I could see it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, when I look at this, it's like this was one of those picks that it's like he probably Googled something like like Academy Award nominated 
translated foreign language film or something like that, and that's why this came up. What a bizarre fucking pick. Yeah. All right, let's go through the grades. First round, Caroline, I actually gave her an A- minus for The Eternal Daughter. It's a horror movie from acclaimed director Joanna Hogg. That's a good pick. Matilda Swinton in the first uh, in the lead role. Then Mission Impossible 7, I gave it an A-. minus. Creed 3, I gave you a C on that one. That's just because Michael B. is directing. Man from Toronto, A-. minus. The Killer, my own pick, I gave it a C plus. It was a massive reach. I panicked. A lot of my <laughs> stuff was off the board, and I just... Hey, I, I panicked on Cruella. Yeah, the, so this is Fincher. David Fincher's directing it, and it's got Tilda Swinton and Michael Fassbender in the lead roles. It's but, like a mild panic. But there's no there's no indication it's coming out this year, and it just it was supposed to be a 10th rounder or a 9th rounder. I panicked, whatever. C+. La Camera is an F, obviously. Blonde. <laughs> uh, Dunn's pick Blonde. I gave him a B. That's one of the lowest grades he has on his entire draft board. Peter Pan and Wendy is an A. That's a David Lowery film, so that's sure to be good for Tucker. Um, untitled David O. Russell film for Andrea. I gave it a C plus. I mean, who knows? Like yeah. Silver Linings Playbook and American I mean, Hustle it, were it's, good. It's David O. Russell. If it, it comes out, it's got high upside. I, but he's cooled off so massively. Yeah. Like Accidental Love was a nine percent. And Joy, that was the movie was supposed to be like that was know, supposed to be the big one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was sixty percent. Yeah, That's barely fresh. Yeah. So I gave that a C plus. Uh, Samaritan a C minus. It's been drafted three times. <laughs> Way to go, Malazzo. <laughs> You got to stand by your Italian brethren. <laughs> that I got. I can't believe he drafted. Dude, I know. Lazo's draft was so rock solid. And then he goes, Samaritan. No, it, yeah. it falls off a cliff in the fifth round. Oh, yeah. Malazzo last year made a run for the championship. This year, he it's had COVID. He had COVID during the draft. He looked like a bag of shit. And, his, and he just he gave up in the fifth round. By the end of the draft, he was going, Hurry! Hurry! Make your picks. I'm done. All right. Uh, John with the bad guys, I gave it an A. I thought that was one of the steals of the round. Yeah. One of the better picks of the entire draft. Yeah. And that's the one with the animated, like the bad animal, like the wolf and the shark and all that stuff. It looks yeah. so cute. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. 65 was Detective Rob. I gave it a B minus. Uh, Scott Beck directing film. Like, eh. I mean, it's there. Good. Whatever. Yep. Can't really say anything more about it. Um, all right. Round six. Here we go. Uh, real quick, do you need another beer, Magnifico? Oh, no. The, the, I got 19 ounces of this bad boy here. <laughs> you got to hurry up, man. I'm on my second here. I got a two-hearted ale. This is my next one that oh, I'm opening shit. here. Okay. All right. I'll hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm on my second tall boy, and we are going to have to take a restroom break, break at some point. I break at some point. All right. Six rounds. So we're starting at the bottom. Detective Rob with Disenchanted. Then John with Apollo 10 and a half, a space-age childhood story or something. A Space Age Childhood. Uh, Malazzo with Mr. Harris Goes to Paris. Andrea with Joyride. Tucker with Violence of Action. <laughs> we mocked the title of that movie so relentlessly. Dunn- ten times out of ten. Shitty name, <laughs> shitty band. Seriously. <laughs> Done with Armageddon Time. Rob K. with Cocaine Bear. Parker with Red, White, and Water. Anthony with DC League of Super Pets. Magnifico with Ticket to Paradise. Phil with untitled Elvis biopic. Caroline with The Lost City of D, which I believe is now just called The Lost City. I think they took out the of D. I believe yes, it's just I called believe Lost City. Correct. Do you know what like what that's about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 A romance yeah. novelist? Oh, yeah. I, I, in fact, that's going to be the movie that I, I talk about. And I right? think, oh, okay. Let's yeah. just go into so, it. Yeah. So let's go into it, right? So. I actually had this on my list for a late draft. Yeah, so did I. late draft. It sounds hysterical. So the trailer looks 
ridiculously funny. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's going to be a highly enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I agree with you. Uh, Sandra Bullock, yes. Channing Tatum, uh, an appearance I'm, I'm by Brad Pitt. Bullock? Bullock? How do you say it? Yeah, Sandra Bullock. Bullock? Bullock? Bullock. Yeah, Bullock. Bullock. Bullock? Yeah. Really? Bullock? I'm the asshole here? Yeah. Wait, correct. now I don't know how that's, I say it. I mean, that's Bullock. usually the case. Actually, Sandra. no, you're right. It is Bullock. <laughs> yeah, right. So, Bullock? Like, what? Bullock. Bullock. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever her name is. Bullock. Sandra, can you please call into the show? Does and she lick this bulls out for us? or does she lock them? That's like Who saying knows? that's like saying Demi more, even though it's the correct way to say it. Like it's Demi. Like, come on. Whatever. Anyway, I think the movie is going to be <laughs> hysterically funny. I don't think it's going to do well. It's uh, unfortunate. No, no, I don't think so. Um, I think funny Channing Tatum is the best Channing Tatum. Yeah, can't and it miss. Has been, can't yeah. miss. It has been a long time since he's had a role. Now. Dude, 22 I, well he's in dog like but that's more serious yeah that's like a drama 22 jump road street yeah, i don't think had is, no I, business being as funny as it was yeah. and it's one of the funniest fucking movies Look, i've ever I, seen i think this movie is going to be hysterically funny i think it's going to get a very high audience rating i think it's going to get maybe a what? 65 so here's here's the warning sign here right emma watson have you heard the story about her with channing tatum like mm-hmm. oh no 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 she in the this is the end movie. I was making the sex motion for people not watching the YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, we got that. Ma- Ma- is it like? <laughs> uh, in case so, you couldn't understand what right. that was. So I guess during this is the end, she was supposed to have a scene with Channing Tatum, where remember how like he like Danny McBride has him in like yeah he was like the slave boy slave. Yeah. yeah it was great. So I guess. Channing Tatum was like goofing around on set and did something that Emma Watson either misconstrued or otherwise just straight up took offense to. During This Is the End. Yes. Okay. And refused to film the scene with him that she was supposed to be in. And that downplayed Channing Tatum's role in the movie overall. Yeah, because he was in it for like three minutes. Right. And I guess the two of them really hate each other now. And Emma Watson got very vocal about it over the past few years. And a lot really? of people say that the reason that Channing Tatum's like stardom went away was because they knew that this story was in the background. And Emma Watson is basically untouchable in Hollywood right now, even though she's ostensibly retired from acting. Yeah, she hasn't made a good or a movie. In, right. Yeah. She made that Tom, Forever. that Tom Hanks one where the, the circle. Right. And then she made the one terrible. with the bling ring. Yeah. That was, was terrible. The bling ring was before the circle. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it's all like, terrible, yeah. So she's she, like with this in the background, it would not surprise me. We have seen this countless times before that critics are waiting on the wing to throw bricks at Channing Tatum's face. And this is the first shot they're really going to get at it because he's played. Look, in again in the movie Free Guy. If you, I know you guys haven't, haven't seen, seen it. it yet. Go home and watch it tonight. Tell me it is not hysterically funny. And Channing Tatum as a bit character in that movie, every time he's on screen, will make you want to pee your pants laughing. He is that yeah. goddamn funny. No, dude, funny, funny Channing Tatum is best Channing Tatum. Like, exactly, I, I will Absolutely. die on that hill. Absolutely, like, he's you know. So, I, so why is it that we haven't seen him in many leading roles? I think this is why. I think everybody knows that. The critics are lined up to bash him on this one. Yeah, and Sandra's yeah. one of the few people in Hollywood that says, I just don't give a fuck. Yep. Give me a funny script. Give me a good movie. But let's hope that this is more uh, the heat, Sandra Bullock, and yeah. not like Miss Congeniality to Sandra yeah. Bullock. <laughs> yeah. Or what was the um, All About Steve? 
Remember that one? I don't think I yeah, saw no, that. Bradley I Cooper. That it, it's one of the lowest rated movies in Rotten Tomatoes history. Oh, oh my about gosh. Steve? I don't think, I, about I don't think that's seen impressive. Uh, there sure have been some stinkers out there. Yeah, I, I, I think that Ooh, the, I think I'm going to enjoy 6%? the movie. Six percent. It has yeah. a six percent, and it has yeah. Bradley Cooper and, and uh, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, and it's unwatchably horrible. Yeah. She is not funny no, at all. I I don't think that this movie is going to do well from the critic standpoint, but I I do think it's going to be. I think it's going to be one of those movies that you, if you watch it. You're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. You're going to have a lot of belly laughs. It's going to be a cool date flick, but I think that it's... My favorite part, though, is that like Channing Tatum's Instagram post about this movie was the script, and the script is called The Lost City of Dick. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's a romance yeah. novel. Yeah, lo- of course, yeah. About yeah. a woman who's trying to find the lost city of Dick. Yeah. And I'm like, this is that would have been hysterical. They had to censor it to Lost City of D. Now it's just Lost City, which I think is honestly a bad sign because it shows that it's getting less edgy in its marketing instead of more. But whatever. Yeah, I think it's. I, think it's I gave it a B plus. I think it's it's a notable call out. I give it a B. Or excuse me, a B minus. Not a terrible pick from Caroline. It could be in the eighties. Could be in the thirties. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? Uh, Magnifico, you got one. Uh, yes. Um, so so th- this is where my draft totally falls off too. I I I, I pull a done on on this one because I'm at this point I'm my third bourbon in. So the yep yeah. Uh, but so the the one that the one that I have to call out and I'm trying to pull it up on IMDb just real quick because I wasn't even sure. Um, yes, uh, Joyride. <laughs> yeah, Andrea's pick, and I just have yep. to call it out because there's, there's nothing to really talk about because there's nothing really there. Yeah, so it, I just have to call it out because Andrea, this is not the kind of pick that she makes. Like, exactly. I, uh, when when she said that, I was like, I had to look at my draft board because it wasn't even on my draft board, and I'm like googling on IMDb. I'm like, is this what? I I was so confused. I don't think it actually exists. <laughs> this is what I mean when I say done through everybody off their game, right? This is a, it's. I said here uh, my my breakdown was uh, first things first. There's no mention of this movie on the director or the lead actor's IMDb pages. So the likelihood that this even comes out in 2022 is basically zero. But even if it does, it has an uninspiring title with an overly simplistic storyline and a director that has made exactly zero movies I've even heard of, much less seen. Yeah. This is a huge reach at best, but more simply put. Dude, a title like Bad Pick. A title like Joyride could like could either be Wasn't there a horror movie called Joyride? Well, I was going to say, right? It, right. It, it could either be a very like serious movie about like, you know, child rape or something, or Jesus. it could be or it could be Jesus. a movie with like Melissa McCarthy and like her <laughs> dumb husband, yeah, you know, it like the like Melissa could be could be like, <laughs> Yeah, I suppose it could be that first one. <laughs> Good call out, Magnus. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> I suppose you're right. No, I I agree. I put this as an F on my draft board, honestly. Yeah. And and it was very unan but this is again the impact of done picking movies. Like Armageddon time was what Dunn picked in this round. I gave it an A minus. Yeah. This yeah. was one that I think Andrea, Dan, and I all had on our draft board. Way down into the ninth, tenth, eighth round, somewhere in that range, because we knew that nobody else was going to take it. Yeah. So the three of us have become so complacent on sitting on this kind of crap that all of a sudden Andrea is inflating I, this. My theory, I don't know this, <laughs> but I'm saying to myself that the only reason that Andrea is faltering at this point in her draft, in, in my opinion, the only reason she's faltering 
is because Dunn is actually making good picks. Yeah. And now she and Tucker are going, crap, he is sniping off picks of ours. We need to go after the ones that we had rated highly. But when you don't set up your draft board that way, you end up scrambling and making bad picks. And I think that this was one where she scrambled. And frankly, Tucker scrambled this round as well with this violence of action. What was it called originally? It was like an untitled somebody movie. It, yeah, it was just untitled whoever the director is movie. And then when the title came out, violence of violence action. of action. Yeah. We just mocked it relentlessly. Yeah. It's a terrible title. It's just a horrible. We, I had this horrible one. Horrible title. This is my call out for the round because I said this movie has the most bizarre cast of all time. Yeah, Chris Pratt, Jillian Jacobs from uh, Community. Yeah, Florian Martineau, Kiefer Sutherland, Ben Foster, Eddie Marzen. Sure. Okay. Yeah, right. right. No idea why this movie made it into the sixth round for consideration for Tucker. It must have had a good director, is what I thought, right? When he picks it, oh, it's got to have a good director. Wrong. Who the fuck is Tariq Sala? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say his last name. Sala. Sala. Yeah. This was such a huge reach. Uninspiring pick from Tucker. Yeah. This high up on his draft board is befuddling. Yeah. Now, look, I'm not going to give myself a pass here. All right? Red, white, and water. Yeah. D plus. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. D plus. So now you're looking at Dunn, who is sniping A and A minus and B plus picks throughout this draft, and then it is forcing Dan Andrea and I to go down our draft board into shit that we didn't even think we were gonna have to consider because Dunn is literally picking us off from the knees. And it's yep. just this was killing me at this point. Yeah. And I, not not to look, I, I hold myself accountable. All right. I should have made a better draft board. That being said. When I'm juggling back and forth from running the draft to managing my own draft board, the only people who I mark off movies from are Dan and Andrea. Mm -hmm. That's it. I don't care about what the rest of you guys pick because I don't think any of you are going to have the same movies on your draft board as I do. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that I wasn't checking off what Dunn picked, there were like two or three instances down the draft where I picked something that Dunn had picked three rounds earlier. It was humiliating. It was humiliating. <laughs> yeah. That I'm sitting there and I'm the one that's fucking up the draft. I'm running the draft and I'm fucking it up on every turn. Yeah. So this was this was a brutal round. Um, overall grades, I'll give it out here. Lost City a D, I gave it a B minus. Untitled Elvis Biopic, I gave it a B minus. Ticket to Paradise. Well. Ticket to Paradise a D. Sorry, bro. That's You're fair. right down there with us. Dude, I told you I had the, the bourbons were kicking in at that point. Yeah. yeah. Uh then I have Anthony, DC League of Super Pets. Yeah, fuck you for taking that. Oh a. man, yeah. Gave you an A. I, I think I think it's going to be a great pick. That's a great pick. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, low yeah. risk, high reward. Yeah. Low risk, high reward. And the trailer, yeah. the trailer made me laugh. Yeah, it looks really funny. It looks funny. It looks funny. Uh, Red, white, and water was a D plus. That's mine. Cocaine bear, C minus. Although, one thousand percent, I'm going to see Cocaine Bear. Oh, absolutely. I am pumped up for this movie. Oh, absolutely. This like, was my 10th rounder that I, I hope I hope yeah. it's like a like a one of those giant boa movies. Like I hope it's like just like a ridiculous over the top yes. story about this bear yeah. who did a whole bunch of cocaine and just goes nuts. Yes. Like, and, to, I, it and, is. and to be honest, you called it out in your comments here. If if Elizabeth Banks was not the director attached to this movie, I would have had this yes. Relatively high on my draft board. Yep. I'm not because the. I think a the, lot of us would. Yeah, the absurdity factor of of like movies like that just like clicking with critics, right? Like, but Elizabeth Banks as director sort of torpedoes yes. it for me. Really, yeah. really risky, and simply because she can't really direct that well. Like, I'm right. not. I, I it's objective. It. Yeah, it's it's it, it, the proof is there. It <laughs> is. Uh, then done with Armageddon time and A minus on this one. So he's got. Fucking asshole done. <laughs> like, it just feels like such a solid six-rounder. Um, yep. 
Then Tucker with Violence of Action, C minus. Joyride got an F. Mr. Ha- Mrs. Harris goes to Paris as a D minus. Then Apollo, 10 and a half, a space age childhood. I gave that an A for John. And then Disenchanted, I gave it a D. Actually, if I were to call this out as like a bonus round one for this round, Disenchanted. This is a whoops, okay? That's what I put. This is a bit where you say this out loud and you go, shit. Detective Rob was on a roll. He was on a heater at this point in the draft. Then I said, I mean, look, I'll read out exactly what I wrote. Shankman is directing this, who has made nothing but flops his entire career. Cheaper by the dozen, too. Bedtime stories. The Pacifier. Bringing down the house. What men want. Rock of ages. The wedding planner. Just to name a few, he's managed to do something decent with A Walk to Remember. That was way back in 2002. Yep. And he hasn't come close to anything to that quality since. No. It's Disney, so it might end up being okay. But a continuation of Enchanted with Shankman at the helm feels like a 30% movie to me. Like, did anybody want to see a sequel to Enchanted? Did anybody see the original Enchanted? No. No. My son's watched it, so I know it, but... This this was a a whoops. This yeah. was I can't believe I took that. Nope. All right. Do we want to take a timeout? Yep. Break right. time. Yeah. For those of us that are drinking alcohol like real men. Oh, whatever. Like. <laughs> take a look at this. <laughs>